Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the Fringe of It. Episode number 58. We've got video on for the first time. This could really ruin the, the call quality, but we don't care. I know, maybe we should have inquired with our uh, sound tech guy whether video would corrupt um, everything else, but... We're doing it now, so I uh, hope, hope you enjoy this week's episode. I know, now the thing is, the problem is, now you're going to see me eye-rolling when you mention normal people. <laughs> no, no, right, okay, let's just let's just pause on normal people for 10 minutes or so till we get to Tally Talk. All right, okay. And then we can Sorry. get into it. Okay, how are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm pumped. I'm on day 12. I'm fast approaching day 15 and I feel, in the words of Russell Hammond from Almost Famous, like a golden god. Oh, wow. I mean, you look like a golden god. You've got blue eyeshadow on a bandana, a cord jumpsuit. I feel like you're, you're, just, you're going, like, it looks amazing. And I've been for a run and I've had breakfast and it's, it's just all happening. Oh, she has caught those endorphins. They've been, they have been caught. Yeah, I'm not on acid, not like Russell Hammond. I've been running. I'm not on acid. How are you? <laughs> I, I'm fine as well. I feel like um, the weather. Ah, oh, thank you for the sun. Um, <laughs> I'm like, where's the sun? Oh, see, we've got sun, and oh my god. Did this girl need it this morning? You've um, not had the best time since we last spoke. No, I'm laughing. <laughs> laughing in the face of your misery. <laughs> you, would, you would not have laughed at me on Thursday, I tell you that now. <laughs> no, I just had a real, like, on Thursday, I don't know, I had, like, just such a wobble. Such an intense wobble. Um, I'd had an all right week, and then it got to Thursday, and... I've never, I said to Joe, oh God, this sounds, I've really, we've gone from being on acid highs to like (laughs) (laughs) deep come down lows. Um, But I was like, I don't think I ever felt so miserable. Like, I don't know what was wrong with me. And I just felt like I couldn't get out of bed. I did get out of bed, but I literally, I, I, I was like so tearful that I had to make a list on my phone to read to Joe about what was on my mind. Cause I just was like, I kinda don't know. And it was just like, I mean, this is gonna. Sorry, sorry, everyone. This no, is like kind of apologizing, and also, yeah, there's nothing wrong with you. It's your emotions, totally yeah, valid. I, I don't know. I was just like, it, 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 it was. A, there was a real span of things. I think I still got the list because I kind of gave it to him, and then I was like, oh, don't read it. It's so pathetic. Um, but it literally, I don't think I've got it anymore. But it went from like I look like a toe to like. <laughs> sorry, it's my favorite. It's my favorite expression of yours where you just like I just looked like a toe 
and then it went from like oh everything I do is rubbish to like like honestly some things I was like oh my god this is so ridiculous um but it was I was like Joe people have done Instagram roundups and I'm never in any of them (laughs) oh my god sorry I just felt so rubbish that everything, do you know what everything feels like a direct attack on you, even though obviously it's not, but you're so emotional that you're like, oh God, like so ridiculous. No, but I think Uh, it's good to write these things down and just get them out of your head, like no matter how ridiculous they are. Did you feel marginally better after you'd written said list? Do you know what I did? It's one of those things I talk about as like a means of advice like in the book and stuff like that. I'm always like, write it down how you're feeling. And it's something that I kind of never really do because I kind of, it's, it's quite confronting sometimes because sometimes it kind of, you're like, oh God, that feels really ridiculous or uncomfortable or why do I feel like that? And I did because I was just like, I think sometimes you can sit there and be like mulling over all these things. And then, yeah, Jack might say, you're all right. And you're like, yeah, you're fine. When in your head, you're like spinning eight different plates and some of them might be small plates, but some of them might feel massive, but you don't know, yeah, like, you don't know how to articulate it. So it was quite, quite a good exercise. Um, but on Friday, I had a bit of a hangover from it. Do you know when like you've had one of those days, like, like we said before, when you've been crying and you feel a bit like, I've had, like, like, I've had a night on the tiles. Yeah, it's like, it's just, I feel like it's quite an empty feeling. It's just like, like that was a lot yesterday yeah that's exactly how I felt um and then just gradually over the weekend I've been on the app I felt a bit anxious yesterday but I think it was more like the Sunday night feeling and I think because I was like oh I don't want to have a bad week this week and I was like just don't think about it just don't think about it come what may like it'll be fine like but I'm fine though I'm fine I had (laughs) she's fine people she's fine (laughs) that was properly Rossum and Friends fine wasn't it (laughs) I'm fine fine um no but I feel a lot better today I've taken the dog out got dressed and done my hair which is good you look great Um, I can see why you wanted the video chat on that that's that was just it I was like if I can like sit like this we're great (laughs) oh beautiful beautiful she's giving me a shoulder I love that we've both made an effort today we're like let's do video chat babes (laughs) any other day I'd be if it was Thursday I'd be like I just I just I'm gonna to have to send you the notes in written form. <laughs> I'm just gonna read out Liv's podcast notes because uh, she can't get to the microphone right now. I'm just gonna apologise. Not that I should apologise for my child, but she's being quite mouthy downstairs. I can hear it. So if that <laughs> if that does come through onto the podcast, I'm sorry, Larry June. I mean, how was her birthday? So she's obviously turned three and now become a Larry three major. Oh, oh my God! So Jack, I think it was Saturday or even yesterday. He was like. I heard this thing today and I was like, oh yeah, cool. Like, what is it? And he was like, it's a three-nager. I was like, Jack, come on. Like who, I cannot believe that's the first time that you're hearing this. Yeah. Oh, well, does he ever listen to these podcasts? (laughs) I mean, not not out of free will. Um, But her birthday was actually really, really lovely. I was a little bit anxious about it. Um, I don't know if I told you, but she'd like made up this pretend party in her head. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, babe at no point did I tell you you were having a party like this is all on you and um, obviously yeah. try and explain that to a three-year-old so I was a bit kind of I mean I wasn't you know bothered that we were going to have a bad day but there was just a bit of mum like I want to give you the moon on a stick and I can't right now um mm-hmm. but um she had such a nice day like we both said it didn't feel like a weekend it didn't feel like a weekday like it felt like a special day we didn't even go for a walk. Oh. I did like all our favorite foods so for breakfast we had pastries and summer fruits because 
girl after my own heart yeah i put on my um instagram stories like you cannot keep a toddler in summer fruits all year round because they have no idea how expensive they are like they have no clue they think that that there are an all-you-can-eat summer fruits festival every single time they see them they're just like ah strawberries blueberries and i'm like you're eating like seven pounds worth of fruit there can you not and raspberries last literally 30 seconds before they go fluffy literally exactly so she ate all of those um and then what did we have for lunch oh, i think for lunch she just had a sausage roll um corn's finest she's not fussy whether it's got meat or not in it and then for dinner we had pizza and chippies oh, and cake in between and um so I th- good i think because we were just like the best version of the pa- of parents that day so we were just like anticipating if she was going to have a tantrum like we just wanted to make her happy and we played with her loads so she didn't cry and it was uh, generally just a love a lovely day <laughs> until she woke up the next day so the day of her birthday she woke up and she was like mommy daddy from the other room and then she was like is it my birthday yet and we were like pissing ourselves we were like shouting through the other room like yeah it's your birthday and then the next morning she was like mommy daddy she was like is it still my birthday i was like no babes and then she started crying (laughs) i would say probably for like on and off for about an hour she was like it's not my birthday anymore is it i was like no sorry oh she's been she's been introduced to the come down the occasion come down yeah which i know we've both experienced in big ways in the last year yeah she um she wasn't happy and she keeps saying it like every time she facetimes my mum and dad she's like it's not my birthday anymore the attitude yeah like get over it you need yeah i think she's just about what are we on almost a week later she's finally almost stopped mentioning it she's made her peace with it yeah yeah but it was a really it was a really nice day um so yeah i'm looking forward to mine mine's in uh 16 days time not that i'm counting oh my god the countdown is on every year i'm like right not gonna make a big deal at my birthday not gonna make a big deal at my birthday not gonna oh 16 days to my birthday the countdown people it's on. It's on. <laughs> like, I'm like that though. I'm a, I already have started mentioning to Joe. I'm like, by the way, if we are in lockdown, um, I would like a cake, and uh, this is the cake that I would like. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I said to Jack this morning. I was like, "How's my birthday uh, quiz coming along?" And he was like, "What?" So, like, "How's my birthday cake coming along?" And he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna need to manage expectations." I know, but that's the thing, I think, because you see, like, some quite grand affairs on the internet for birthdays. I'm just like, okay, noted, noted. Um, And, yeah, we've got our um, wedding anniversary as well. Oh, yeah, of course. And I've been like, I was like, because it's the paper anniversary. And I said to Joe, I was like, you you know that, don't you? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, initially I was planning on, like, because he was meant to be shooting a wedding in Italy, which has obviously been cancelled. He was like, oh, yeah, I really wanted to get a ticket so you could come out and join me. And I was like... Why would you say that? <laughs> like, what, but, but why? Like, it, that might be the grandest gesture of romance he has ever mentioned, and it can't happen. I was like, wow, well, okay. Yeah, anything you get me now is going to be shit. I know, I know. I said to him, I was like, should we, like, order a Domino's or something? And I was like, wow. Wow, difference a year makes, huh? <laughs> we, um, we had our six-month anniversary, which, uh, to I be fair... That. We wouldn't normally celebrate, but I did that. One of our things about getting married was like we need to celebrate stuff more because we're we're so oh. we can push stuff aside so easily. And I'm like, no, like we need to make an effort and celebrate stuff more. So, um, and it was oh, so glad we did. Jack came down in his wedding suit. Oh, 
a little bit triggering though because he came down and was like i don't want to be you know that person he's like but i've just lost weight and i'm like you literally just eat pies all day and do no exercise and now your wedding suit is hanging off you yeah you're like that that literally is that does not happen yeah that does not need to be said like good for you and your baggy wedding suit <laughs> oh, but God, we had yeah. such yeah such a nice evening, and I, yeah, I think whatever you do, you'll have a lovely time. I think that's it. I think like I know I saw that, and I was like, oh God, when was ours? But I do think I remember saying Gemma text us saying happy six month wedding anniversary, and I was like, oh, someone's remembered. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know. We just felt we just felt like celebrating. Why? Why, why the hell not? Talking about romance, let's move on to telly talk. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Right, first of all, we're talking about normal people. There's probably going to be spoilers. I just... Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, ha- had you read the book? No. Okay, interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, no, I hadn't not... read the book either. Did you try and read the book? No. <laughs> just, just, just no. She did not try no, and read I the didn't. book. No, I didn't. I have the book. Um, and when my cousin was over from the US, he gave me a book. And I gave it to him because I knew lots of people liked it. And he read it, um, despite the fact I hadn't read it. I was like, oh, you might like this. And I was like, wow, who am I? <laughs> hey, this uh, book? Yeah, you might like it. He's... I felt like it, it made me feel intelligent for a really small period of my life. Um, but I haven't. I have got it upstairs. And I feel like when I talk about normal people, like my mum was like, 
you should watch it. I think you'll really like it. And I was like, yeah, have you read the book, Sarah? And she was like, no, have you? And I was like, no. <laughs> okay, that's great. I think this puts us on like a level playing field. Um, I think you'll be surprised. I've done, I've done, I've, I don't know. But so we've both not read the book. I tried to read the book. Um, and I would say that I'm not a big reader. I used to be a big reader. I'm not a big reader. I'd love to be a big reader again. But I took it to France and I tried and tried and tried. And I just couldn't get on with it because it doesn't have punctuation marks. And I am I just didn't know who was talking when. And I know that's, and I know some people are going to be screaming at me like, you need to give it more of a chance. But um, I just gave up. Like, if I don't get into a book really quickly, it's not for me. Um, it's hyped, isn't it? I just struggle with stuff that's hyped. Yeah, see, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) You love stuff that's hype. I am part of the hype train. I'm driving the hype train. So when did you watch it and how long did it take and what did you think? When when were you like, I don't know, what piqued your interest? So what did pique my interest? I'd seen a few people talk about it and then my mum actually said to me, I think you'll really like this. And I'd kind of see, heard about the adaptation, but because I'd not read the book, I was a bit like, most things pass me by, especially like people have been talking about like Ozark and different things on Netflix. Normally I'm like, yeah, okay. But I think because it's, it was a beat, because it's, I know it's Hulu, but um, I think because it's set in a, in a, like a situation that feels familiar, I think when, when it's kind of, I don't know when it feels close to home there's that kind of thing that you think oh I'll be able to relate to this or I don't know there's something quite comforting about it and then we started it last I think we started it on Tuesday um and we watched six episodes like back to back um and then we watched maybe three sorry someone's decided to chop a tree down um (laughs) fair enough I mean gotta get it done now I know, honestly, I do apologise. Um, and then we watched, there's 12, isn't there? So we watched maybe another, I think we watched four on the Wednesday and then saved two for the Thursday. And I really... Thank God you saved them for that Thursday. Oh my God. My mum was like, is it because of normal people that you're feeling a bit sad? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's not normal people. But I think Joe could have made it last longer, but... I just wanted, I could have watched it in a day. I could have watched it in two days. But Joe was like, let's try and pace it out. Um, but I loved it straight away. Um, I think this is something worth to talk about in a bit. But I just like, I was on Twitter, like on, like I favorited a couple of tweets. One made me laugh and it said, episode one of Normal People and my flatmates have had to ask me to stop breathing so heavily. <laughs> I saw that one. I saw that one. I think, I think, I think Twitter is what put me off it initially because pe- I don't know, people are just pumped. I know I did and I liked Dolly Alderton's tweet which said normal people make you cry and make you horny and make you obsess over all your past relationships which is a refreshing change for the emotions of lockdown um and Nicola Coughlin's tweet as well which said I feel like normal people has increased the chances of young lads who work at Centra which is a BP garage getting the shift by about 5,000 (laughs) percent but I just I don't know I think I liked the fact that there wasn't loads going on. And I think I feel like it was so it's similar to one day, but it felt a bit like more. I don't know. I think although a lot of people have been like, oh, it could have been half the time in length. I think because it was so long and quite slow and emotional and tender, you got you really invested in the characters. Whereas I think with one day you kind of watch it and then 
there's a spoiler alert coming for one day if you've not seen it but you get to the end and then she dies and then you're like what the fuck and it's a bit like whoa because it's like an hour and a half and then you're suddenly like oh lots happened whereas I feel like with this I feel like there were so many things that me and Joe were like I don't know I don't want to get too like deep and like do it it. all right then um but Joe was watching and he was like he said it was really like refreshing hearing. I mean, I don't know what episode are you up to. I think I'm up to episode five. I finished episode five. Have I started watching episode six? Can't remember. I mean, I, it won't spoil anything. But they're like, he said it was really refreshing hearing a male talk about mental health because I think later on there's a scene where Connell is very very open about his mental health um, in a really kind of raw, candid way. And Joe said that was like really refreshing. And then. There's a scene at university where he's like talking about how he feels really out of his depth. And I was like, that is literally how I felt when I had to read the Odyssey. And I could not like when they're all talking about books. And I was like, that's how I feel all the time. And he's like super smart, but he just doesn't feel like it. And he kind of underestimates his intelligence so much. And I was like, I'm not saying I'm the, you know, the brightest, (laughs) the brightest, tallest, shiniest tall in the box. Anyway, that says it all. That says it all. But I just think there's lots of themes that run through it that communicate things really beautiful. Like, I mean, even like there's been topic talk about like how consent is spoken about. And I mean, I think if you're looking at things like that, I'm like, that's really nice. But I just love, I, I mean, in terms of their relationship, it's the most frustrating thing because you're just like, oh my God, communicate differently. But then that's what makes it so real because I look back at like even mine and Joe's relationship when we were like 16 and 17, I was like, God that is Joe just kind of like just that is so how you communicate when you're in those young relationships where you're kind of assuming the other person is going to say something so you don't and then it's just awkward and it's a bit like you're not saying necessarily what you're thinking but you don't know what how to say things and I don't know I just I was was very invested um going back to what you said about mental health blogger that I follow called Maria McFarlane and she is based in Belfast which I know it's set in Dublin and I'm not saying that it's you know, my job geog- it's not about geography but she is <laughs> she is Irish and what what she was saying was um just how much she related to like particularly like she said it spoke to her I've not asked her permission to to share this but it was on her Instagram stories and she was just saying you know obviously there's a certain stigma about like males and mental health and like particularly she thinks you know in Ireland as well so that 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 was really interesting when I read that perspective. Um, I read um, somebody else sent me a really nice message because obviously, like people are getting like properly cross on my Instagram stories that I'm like not get like. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what I thought about it in a minute. I've I've not finished, but I watched the first two episodes and I was just like, yeah, mm. yeah, and also felt a bit weird that they were supposed to be like at school and they were in uniform so technically like maybe she could have been 18 but I was like why is she getting her baps out like to- like I'm all for that but I was like this is a bit weird obviously then like I found out they they go to university so she would have been at that age of filming just from like that point of view do you know what I mean like yeah I, I get that it was it was really real like realistic and and I liked the bit about the consent and it was a bit awkward and and that was great but um so somebody IMO underscore CDJ said don't force it if you're not feeling normal people um she got through it because I loved the book she's got the tattoo of the cover illustration on her arm so I wanted to see how how it translated visually but I really didn't love the people um didn't love it like people seem to be. I think the story works in the book because you're constantly getting their backstory, how they examine each other, how they feel, and on screen they seem a little bit immature and uncommunicative. Um, and 
and she does she didn't get the chemistry but she said the book has got so much more about class power relationship dynamics and she thinks that that was sidelined and a little bit hard to convey on screen um and yeah i kind of I just really appreciated that message because that was obviously from somebody that loves it so much that they have yeah. a tattoo and they were like, "Can't like calm down, don't worry." But so I watched two episodes and I was just like, "I, I don't, I don't know what's going on." And then like people were talking about it so much and I was like, "I, I just hate it when I don't get something like I don't get Love yeah. Island and I don't get Game of Thrones and there's loads of like stuff that I don't get." But I was like, "This isn't that offensive. Like, there's no dragons like chopping people's heads off. Yeah. Like, give it more of a go." And then series three, I'm in. And epi- sorry, episode three, I'm in. And then today, I've been thinking about it all day, and I'm like, "But what am I even thinking about?" Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm 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 being converted episode by episode. I feel like let's review it fully next week when you've watched it as well, because I feel like I know what you mean, though, because I do feel like when people love something so much, and I get like it with a lot of things, like even Mamma Mia. <laughs> if someone's <laughs> like, oh, "I don't really like it," I'm like you feel quite defensive or protective over it because you're like, no, no, it's great. What are you talking about? So I get that. And I think it's almost like that's never going to convert someone by shouting them. No, it's amazing. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, yeah. That, that's what I always say about like that hype thing. I'm just like, can't, like calm down. We all have differences of opinion. But um, and I also thought her university life was, I think this was the final penny that dropped while I was struggling with it a bit. It's because like, it's not that funny. And to me, like sixth form and university, I was just like pissing myself and co- like wet, like constantly in hysterics yeah. all the time. And there's a scene where they wake up from a party and she's with her boyfriend um, and they just like say hello to each other. And she's like, yeah, the coffee's in the pot. And I'm like, are you not in like a, in like a pile with your mates like still a bit drunk talking about the night before like taking a lick yeah, out of I each other like, like laughing all... it's quite an intellectual university experience yeah I felt like that because I was like I feel like I know people who have had an intellectual university experience and it was so unfamiliar to my university I mean my university experience was very brief <laughs> but I think that it's so that that felt quite alien as well because I'm like oh they're the kind of people I would have probably felt a bit intimidated by yeah definitely I mean not that I have to relate to everything to enjoy yeah. it like this we've said that before but I think I was just a bit like what is this university experience like are you in your 30s like <laughs> there's a lot of red wine going on and like that house that she lives in is ridiculous like actually ridiculous oh my god it's so beautiful but it's that it, I do think it's interesting there's a bit where she Oh, well, I won't spoil it. We'll talk about it next week because there's a bit with obviously his mum is their cleaner um, and they talk about the class kind of situation later on, which I thought was really interesting as well. But um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss. Should we'll we put discuss. a pin in it? Should we put next a pin week? in it? I, I feel but, like otherwise... but, but aren't you impressed? Because I bet you thought I was going to come I'm... on and slate, slate no, it. No, I, I didn't think you would slate it because I feel like you are very diplomatic and you're very like if you don't like okay maybe not with love island <laughs> it's crap <laughs> but i can understand that um but i think like i can i can very much understand why somebody might not enjoy it yeah but i get it because it's not all bells and whistles it's not all kind of it's not color it's not like bright or uplifting but it, it is in a way but it's also quite melancholy and just do you know what I mean like slow and it's almost sometimes when you watch like arty films and you feel like oh it's it's, it's quite nice to look at but actually mm, 
<laughs> yeah, and I think I think as well, like like when I said said like I was struggling with the first two two episodes, and I really wanted to like it because you know it's it's by a female author. It's like made there's a lot of um, females on the film crew, so I, I never want to put anything down or put anybody off it, you know, because because more of these stories need to be told. Um, but like some people were like, it's beautiful. I need to watch it again, and I was like, oh, again. Like, it takes a lot for me to watch something again. So I think yeah. sometimes it's just like the hype machine and it's like, just calm down, Carol. I don't know Carol yeah. is. Um, <laughs> just let me no, watch they're... it and then get when excited get to... about it. When they get to Italy, it is beautiful. Like, oh, it's they like... Get, they're going to Italy. Exciting. They go to Italy. And it is very like, call me by your name, like cutting in a beautiful kitchen. Like, it is like, oh, this is nice on the eyes. Um, and obviously, one more thing, Connell's chain. Connell oh my Silver god, Chain. I've seen that on Instagram. Got a lot of time for Connell Silverchain. I did I did I did run it by Joe. I was like, do you think uh do you think you'd uh buy a chain? <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? He was like mm. he kind of like he like brushed it off and I was like, maybe that'll be our first wedding anniversary present. <laughs> Here's a chain. It's exactly like Connell's happy anniversary. Yeah, I don't know how I can tie that into the paper theme. Maybe I could wrap it in an envelope. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could tell him that. Like, no, that's not really recycling, is it? I was like, Make him trees. a paper chain necklace. Yeah, not got the same appeal. God, that they're really going for that tree, aren't they? They, they are really. They've been doing it since about eight o'clock this morning, and it's they're still big. It's still a big tree. Um, it's now you know, one I... o'clock for context. I have been watching. I, sorry, I keep going on about hype, but I'm like, there's so many TV shows that I feel like deserve as much attention. Like, there's enough room for all of them. But there's a comedy thriller. They categorise it as a comedy thriller. I'm not sure I would, but it's called Run, and it's on HBO. Oh, yes. Um, and it's written by Vicky Jones, and the executive producer is Phoebe Waller Bridge. Which I'm surprised not more people are talking about it. Like sorry go on because i don't know because i'm just i was just getting up something for saying i'm going to well i saw that pop up and i saw it first on your stories and i was like oh this sounds good why have i literally not heard of it before yeah that's what i don't really get and that's what i was kind of saying to jack as well like i didn't want to knock normal people like you know i'm as i say i'm i'm slowly converting because you know we need more of those stories kind of like told by women and and run is told by women and it's so oh my god it's so good so it's got donald gleason in i'm saying that oh. right not donald as i repeatedly <laughs> like to call him and jack's like I, it's not donald i think i call him dominhall dominhall he's irish isn't he yeah isn't it Domin just donal I've been calling him Dominal. Dominal. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. And then Merritt Weaver. Um, and I don't really want to tell. I mean, do you know what happens just from what you've seen? No, I've seen a train. Yeah, they're on a train. Um, I d yeah, I don't really want to say too much because the whole point of like there's there's quite a lot of tension in it, but a lot of sexual tension, which I feel like normal people has a lot of sexual tension lives eyebrows are uh, getting getting excited but this one like really kind of like moved me and I wasn't expecting it there's a lot like to do with motherhood or like being seen as a woman and I was just like she's just articulated something that I have felt and like didn't even know like that I think that's what people love about normal people as well like it articulates feelings that maybe have like been floating around in your head and then like a character does something or says something and you're like oh that that that's the feeling that I've been trying to articulate and 
and haven't been able to because I'm not as intellectual as the people that write this TV show. Um, and it's so good. And I think every day for the last four days, I've gone on to Now TV to see if there's a new episode and there isn't. And Jack's like, it's Sunday at 9 p.m. Like, chill your boots. Like, there is not a new episode because there's only three available at the moment. Oh. And so I think it was just on in America last night at 9 p.m. So I don't know when it gets put onto Now TV, but please let it be today because I cannot keep checking it and being disappointed. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm going to have to watch that then. That sounds like something I will really like. And I love everyone in it. But a lot of um, kind of comparisons have, have been made between like the Before um, Sunrise, you know, that trilogy, those three films. Yeah. And I get why, but it is, yeah, it it's really good. And I feel like it's in, oh, I, I don't, <laughs> mum and dad, if you listen to this podcast, please skip this bit. Um, they listen to, they're doing a lot of decorating at the moment and they listen to the podcast and they cannot listen to this bit. Um, and like Dolly Alderson was asking for TV recommendations on Twitter and she said that her category, um, one of the categories was horny. And I was like, because obviously normal people fits that bill, but I feel like run, like there's loads of like sexual tension, which I would also, okay. I'm going to start a new category of TV, like sexual lust. Um, and the other one is mo- the most beautiful thing that I watched on Netflix. Like I would put those three programs in that kind of, the genre most beautiful of like thing. longing and lust oh yeah write that down the most yeah beautiful. i don't know why run is not getting more praise like or just more people talking about it because it's well, I, really well, good watch it and we can we can wax lyrical sorry just really like what you're doing with your hair there you're doing a half up half down very nice like oh, those no, side just, bits just near your ears oh, yeah. lovely oh, that was an accident yeah it looks really great um <laughs> what else have i been watching oh i i watched um never have i ever as well on netflix don't know if you've seen seen that around um so it's about an indian american girl called devi and her two friends in high school yes i have heard about this but i've not watched it yet yeah and narrating it is um John McEnroe, the tennis player. Curious. <laughs> it's it's really good. Like, it's just... I mean, I could watch high school teenage stuff until the cows come home. Like, I don't know. Oh, if, yeah. It's just... It was just such an interesting time, wasn't it? So, like, looking at anybody else's perspective is fascinating. Fodder. Yeah. And there is this guy in it who who Devi has a crush on. And then I looked on Estee Lalonde's Instagram today and she's like, panic, like, don't panic people. That guy is actually 29. And okay. I was like, phew, phew, 20. Because they do, like, and, I, and I've never thought about it before. Because, like, why were the characters of Dawson's Creek and everything so much older? It's kind of because they have to be. You can't yeah. make TV shows about teenage, like, it's just, from an ethical mm-hmm. point of view, not right. And I don't know why it took me until, like, 33 because like when I was watching when I was 15, it was kind of fine. But obviously now I'm 34. Like the characters need to be 29. Yeah, they have to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was really good. But there was a really interesting article on The Cut about it. Just talking um, from another Indian American girl's perspective. And she just said how she had like really high expectations for the show. Um, and they didn't quite meet them. But like it was just back to that point that we make time and time again. Like more stories about different women. Or, or like different people in general need to be told mm. like we need to stop telling uh, telling the same stories so i definitely would give that one a watch oh i i feel like i'm set the only other thing i've watched is far less um intelligent but it made me laugh quite a lot so the other <laughs> Your night face <laughs> you're just like like how can i word this but joe and i were in bed and i've really struggled to sleep recently um 
God, that is such a big water glass. It's that is a proper like pint glass. It's a tankard. Is that, that what you is... call them? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's enormous though. It, it, it looked like it looks like something from like Pirates of the Caribbean. You, I can only drink water out of pint glasses because you have to like get as much water down like in you as possible as quickly as possible. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going wrong. Um, so I've really been struggling to sleep. And then Joe was on his laptop and he was watching Limmy's homemade show. Um, do you follow the comedian Limmy? My well, Jack is obsessed with it, and my old housemate Justine, who is Daswegian, and her husband are obsessed. And like, I like, I like him. Don't get me wrong, but like those three, when they get together, like there's normally like a twenty minute like Limmy de- like debrief. Oh, I really, I really enjoy it. I've never really watched much. I've seen like sketches and bits and bobs, but Joe had it on, and he was showing me like all these different clips from one episode. And I just found it really funny. Like, and I don't know, like, I think it's just because he's so dry and he's like deadpan that it makes it funnier. Because I kind of said to Giles, like, if this was Michael McIntyre saying what he's saying, I don't know if you'd be laughing as much. Um, But it's just, he was talking about one thing which really tickled me. And I don't know whether this is going to translate well. Um, But I'm going to tell you because it really tickled me. But he was standing in the garden and one one of the sketches is him and there's a dirty towel on the line. And he was saying like, it's the towel we use for dirty th- like for like you know just for like things that like I don't know when you're when there's mud or cleaning up and we know it's our dirty towel so the other towels can stay clean but the neighbors <laughs> don't know that <laughs> so he was like I've got to stand here by this towel in case the neighbor looks out so I can say don't worry I know it's grim <laughs> but it's the dirty towel and it was just like so stupid and stuff like that but it was really making me laugh and it was like the best night's sleep I'd had in ages so I think Limmy is now my like bedtime thing. It's all about that oxytocin. Honestly it really got me off and the last thing I'm going to say only because I've got a funny tweet to read out with it is I didn't realise but The Sound of Music is on Disney Plus um wish i'd realized joe realized before i spent 13 pounds on it from virgin not doing 13 that 13 quid i know for not even for a film that came out in the bloody 60s so i really i had a craving to watch <laughs> it yesterday i'm not over this i was not so basically i really wanted to watch it thought i'd taped it from when it was on bbc one in january hadn't so i was like oh i just really want to watch it it's like, like one of my favorites it always makes me feel good but then I went on to Virgin, thirteen ninety nine, and they do send you the DVD, but I don't care. Um, they send because... you the DVD? Yeah, yes, yeah, so it's from the Virgin store. So you buy it and they send you the DVD, but you also have it digitally. So I kind of think, what's the point? Anyway, I was just like, I was willing to throw money at it. And Joe was like, no, we will not do that. We do not do that in this house. <laughs> and, then <he> was... <laughs> and then Joe was like, I'm pretty sure it's on Disney Plus. And I was just like... But because they did they but I don't know. Someone said they bought. There's been 20th Century Fox. There was a there was a thing. Maybe they oh, have. Oh, there was like film. a merger or yeah. Something. So I didn't realize, obviously. Um, so I watched Sound of Music, and every time I watch, it, I fall in love with it more. But Joe sent me this tweet this morning, and it says, "Sorry, it's absolutely mad that all the Von Trapp children have the same bedtime. No wonder the 16 year old is sneaking out to sing with a Nazi postman." And I was like. Fair enough. Fair point. Um, I just want to loop back a second to the fact that you're like, would you have known that Sound of Music was made by 20th Century Fox? Therefore, oh. in your head, you'd be like, oh, yeah, there was that merger. Yeah, like, no, but like someone that. messaged me on Instagram. They were like, well, yeah. And I was like, 
I love that's in your like fact box. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, my one of my uh, friends that lives in Melbourne, she took her mum to where, like the Sound of Music like the sound of music tours it's in it's in austria right and they stayed yeah. at like the the von trapp's house like stop yeah yeah like really loud. the videos are so good like her mum is just having the time of her life uh, when uh, this is all over babes we'll go i didn't even know that was oh my god yeah i mean it's a huge a huge thing sound of music tours I said to Joe, I said, I realised that when I was about seven, I went to the Prince Charles Cinema in London for my friend's birthday to do a sing-along to The Sound of Music. And I was like, I was like, wild that in 20 years, nothing has changed. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, a different film. Yeah, I would still do that. I would literally do that for my birthday. Um, Going back to tours, there's a Dirty Dancing one as well. And the place where it was filmed is like a holiday camp. And I think like a few times a year, they'd like clear everyone out and it's Dirty Dancing themed. So I think we should maybe make a bucket list of like Mamma Mia. Maybe that could be like our new hobby, like only going on like film tour holidays. I would love that because do you know what? I, I when we, me and Joe and I were thinking about our honeymoon, I was like, oh, I want to go to like the Catskills or where that's filmed. Let me tell you, it does not look like it does in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> surprising, surprising that. I was like, oh, where are, where's, where's Joel? Where's the doctor? Have I ever told you about the time um, I went to summer camp? I don't know if you have. Okay, so there was this TV show called Bug Juice, and it was like, I'll sing you the song just just in case anyone out there. It's like, bug juice doesn't come in a jar. Bug juice comes from who you are. And it was like, it was. I think to be fair, like not being condescending, you're a little bit young, um, just because okay. like when I was a teenager. Anyway, so it was all about these <laughs> Americans who were at summer camp, and it was like me and my friends were obsessed. So me and like one of my best friends researched summer camps in the UK, and it was like quite expensive, and our parents paid for it. Anyway, they dropped us off, and we were like, my best friend was like, "We'll give it a go," and I was like, "No, I am not staying here," um, and and. I think we stayed about six hours before I cried and got my parents to come and take us home. Oh my God, were you expecting it to be like the parent trap? Yeah, literally. And it was like somewhere on like the outskirts of the M25. And I was like, this is, this is <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> You're like, this is foul. Yeah, so my parents like drove. And to be fair, I just had like maybe like a year ago had an operation, like to have a brain tumor removed. So I was like... I don't know, it's still like a bit anxious, like staying away and stuff. Yeah. Like it definitely was like a theme that ran, but also to the point where like I probably manipulate, manipulated my parents a bit because I'm like, <laughs> can you pay for me to go to summer camp? And then I'm like, I don't like it. And they're like, whatever you want, <laughs> it's fine. Oh, darling, Charlotte, we're on our way. <laughs> yeah, but they still take the mick out of us. Like my friend still takes the mick out of me and my parents are like, you are ridiculous. It's like when you went on school journeys at school, like the, it was like, like the height the, that the thought of it sounded quite cool and rose tinted. Then you'd go and you'd be like, what? Yeah. Like brownie pants. I'd be like, it just smells a bit stale. Did you ever go to PGL? What's that? Um, well, it was called Parents Get Lost, but I don't actually know what the, <laughs> what the official. Oh, I, I bet the logo was like a paint splatter. And oh it's my the... God, yes. <laughs> It was awful. I think I went twice and it was just, it was like being in the army, which yeah. 
doesn't like army training. There was like a mud assault course. So they'd walk around and make it with a hose pipe and make it muddy. Disgusting. Let me tell you, I did that mud assault course and barely got any mud splattered on me. Everyone was like, have you done the assault course? I was like, yes. What is wrong with you? Why are you covered in mud? You're disgusting. You're an animal. (laughs) (laughs) And there was this horrible like shed where like you had to like rinse your clothes out and like put your clothes in to dry and oh, the smell. Oh my God, that reminds me. So when a couple of years ago, Carrie and I went to New Zealand on a press trip and like we did this huge hike and it was pissing it down the whole way. And there was a boot room where you put your wet clothes. Like it was warm. (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) like just have radiators in the bedrooms. Honestly, it would have been fine. And you go in there and your clothes just came out smelling of other people's damp clothes. Yeah. I was just like, like there's a really oh. sharp stale mud oh. smell it's absolutely disgusting and the worst part about that looping back to the brain tumor was like so i used to go on these before they detected that i had a brain tumor so i was like really quite unwell <laughs> i'm only laughing because <laughs> so we had to make rafts out of you know like like big barrels like that float on the water and they're like make a raft and it's got to float <laughs> I'm like I have no effing skills to make a raft <laughs> how old were you like nine yeah literally like nine <laughs> and like everyone else is like floating and like me and my mates are like are you actually joking we've got life jackets on then our raft like falls apart whilst it's in the water <laughs> They're like, this is not fun. And they had to like come and rescue us. And then they're like telling us off. And I'm like, firstly, I'm not in the SAS. And secondly, like, I don't feel that great. <laughs> yeah, and I'm paying. I'm paying to be here. Oh, it was absolutely horrendous. You poor love. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should have the video on again. It's making I just know that, like, if you and me were in that situation, we'd just be like, or any of my friends, anybody that I know and love, would be like, would just be useless at it too. You'd be like, just what am I doing? I've always been that person. I remember I went to um, a summer holiday camp. I I mean, I did a lot of things because other people did. I went to Sunday school for a bit because, because. religious and I, I wouldn't like shade anyone going to Sunday school but they had like really good colouring in <laughs> Liv's like I'm there have you seen this colouring <laughs> in sheets sign me up and then I also did like this Sunday the, um, this half term thing at this sports college because oh. I heard a couple of cool people went from my school and I was like yeah that'll be fun no no, no like absolutely honestly. not for oh. me I used to go to tennis camp in the summer and the only good thing about it was when it rained and you got to go inside and eat a Mars bar in front of the telly. <laughs> Honestly, like I went, I, I did tennis club and I don't know why, why did I do it? I think it's because I, I don't know. I literally didn't like it. I did keyboard club. <laughs> and like the thing about all these hobbies is like I never got any better at them. Like I no. went to tennis club for years. Can I serve? Can I bollocks? No, I think it's because there was a guy at my primary school who did it and I quite liked him. He was my first boyfriend. And I was like, oh yeah, if he goes, I'll go. But he really liked it and he went on to do tennis, like, I don't know, like not like, you know, big level, but he was good at it. Me? No, I should have learned that I will never be 
a sporty person. Yeah, like, and that this all loops back to exercise. We won't get yeah. into it, but um, one more thing, and I think I've mentioned on the podcast before. But did you have the Duke of Edinburgh award? I mean, I quit before the camping experience, and my three school friends went on it, and they still talk about how traumatic it was I to didn't this even day. Do it did not even do it i was like i don't need that i was like if a university doesn't want me because i've not done it <laughs> then i don't want them what was that yeah this will look good on university application will yeah. it will it will it will it really if i'm trying to do an art course are they really going to want to see that i cried in the mud no <laughs> no dried my pants in the yeah. clothes drying shed absolutely not absolute criminal should be criminal Ew. anyway we've, um, we've digressed we've digressed so much i've got a tweet to read out, out actually which is is about tv and it's by caroline o'donoghue who is i'm gonna i'll put her twitter handle in the oh um, i like her I follow yeah her, I she's um c zaraline that's her handle but she said my boyfriend has started watching i need to get your face on for reaction actually this is okay she's back my friend uh, my boyfriend had started watching friends for the first time and it's truly a wonder of modern civilization that is 2020 and i'm explaining to someone that monica and ross are siblings and that chandler was ross's college roommate her next tweet goes on to say i am someone who routinely skips huge things in culture brackets the wire flea bag jaws so it's humbling and beautiful to be present at the grand stone temple of skipped culture next tweet she should have said how many tweets there were in this thread there's only three to watch a grown man laugh at the yemen joke to see him ponder how they always get the same couch in central perk to hear him scream i take thee rachel this lockdown has just reached an exciting turning point oh what wholesome thing but i just loved what she said about the um grand stone temple of skipped culture yeah i would i worship there yeah i think i think you and me that like that's our religion that's how i feel about harry potter okay you do need to watch harry potter it's ridiculous i think i should have probably read them over this period i know that um megan i said megan because i was gonna say meg and i added the Anne. um <laughs> meg Anne. i didn't know where i was gonna go with it then and um, from wonderful you has been reading them all for the first time and reviewing them as an adult who didn't read harry potter um so i feel like i should maybe get on that how's she getting on um, I think she's getting on quite well. I haven't read all of her reviews, actually. I she, be... Obviously, she's having a good time, otherwise she would have quit. Because that that's what true. you do. <laughs> that, that, you're not wrong. Um, but yeah, it's, it's quite a big commitment if you're not into it. Yeah, I think... Oh, there's so many cultural things that I've skipped. Like, I'm never going to... I know I've said it before. I'm never going to watch Game of Thrones. Not interested. Uh, where did I give up in Breaking Bad? I really admire you for saying that. I admire you for saying that because I think I force myself to do things even if I'm like, Liv, that is not your thing. This is how you end up at tennis camp. Yeah. Just acknowledge that some things are not for you and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's, yeah, just going back to normal people. Like I think people need to understand that not everything's for everybody and that's what yeah. makes us different. Um, oh God, I was just about to carry on with one of June's books. Where it's like different isn't weird, sad, bad or strange. Different is just different and different is okay oh that's lovely yeah it's from a book called charlie and emma and um it's trying to teach children about uh, disability and the main character emma is in a wheelchair and um it's all about that oh oh sorry joe is just entering the building oh 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 no this is lo- i thought it's gonna be chris but it's frozen fish it's all right i am um, i took um a 12 pack of who the hoops out of the shop this week 
So I we had one online delivery because I have I did read somewhere that somebody said if you are able to get to the shops, like do go because there are vulnerable people who need the the slot. So I, I have not been been uh, getting online delivery slots. Anyway, each their own. But um, we've had one online one, and then I did a click and collect one um, for today. Mm just because we had like no food and I was like, that would just be great. Anyway, went through it and I took a 12 pack of hula hoops out because I was like, Jack, you can't start getting like a multi-bag of crisps every week because where are we going to be at? I, that, I mean, that was a bold move, a bold move. <laughs> and it's... on that note, on that note, should we go into Fridge Fantasies? For the first time this weekend, I made the infamous Anna Edit Cookies. Wow. Drum roll, please. What did you think? Oh, I mean, I can't offer any revolutionary review here, but they were delicious, obviously. Did you put the hazelnuts in? Yes. Did you? Interesting. I've not done it with the hazelnuts. Yeah, no, I did because I love a hazelnut and they really made it quite Nutella-like. Um, How many did you make? Have you got any left in the freezer? Yes, I made, um, I think I got 13 or 14 out of it. Um, still big, but my, <laughs> so on Saturday, basically Saturday morning, 5.30, our smoke alarm decided it was going to run out of battery. Um, so I woke up, Joe wasn't in the bed and I was like, where on earth is he? And I could just hear him slamming about in the kitchen. <laughs> and I was like, oh God almighty. Went down and he was like, oh, I'm going to rip it off the wall because he couldn't get it. It was like beeping because he couldn't get the battery out. Anyway, long story short, he did that. But my parents were like, oh, we have a spare battery. We can bring it over to you and drop it by your door. So they did that, rang the bell. And it's just as I finished the cookies. And they were like, oh, oh, can we have one? They're a family of three. OK, so I couldn't just give them one. It felt mean giving them two because then my brother wouldn't have one. So I gave them three. So that leaves us with ten. Oh, ba- me and jo- God. So I, I'm really kind. I am a kind person. Right, cheers for smoke alarm batteries. Nothing happening in here. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Um, but we've me and Joe had one each because I feel like they were lovely, but they were like very like, like almost when you have like two Ben's cookies, you're like, wow, OK lot of sugar like I feel a bit like a tiny bit sick which I know will pass but I think I inhaled it so quickly I was like oh it's so good that I felt a little bit um Bruce Bogtrotter afterwards um but we have a whole plate of them still in the fridge so I'm thrilled oh I'm so jealous we um I've taken a little break on them because you do need to take a break on them like I think I made like two batches in a row and then I was like right you can't have a good this this good a thing all the time. Like you can't ruin it for yourself. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I was like, I'll have them, and then we can keep them in there. Maybe take them out. And I was like, at most lunch times, I'm like, oh, I could heat one up, and then I might save it, make it special. Don't, I mean, don't go to the point where what I did. I bought myself like a couple of treats. One was like really expensive butter, and it oh, got, and, and it had gone off. Um, but luckily, it was kind of still okay. And then I'd bought myself some Parma ham because Jack's a vegetarian, so I just like take a slice every now and again and just really enjoy it. And I went back and I'd been I'd been eating it so slowly that when I went back, there were three slices that had got mold on. Oh, that is sad. And I will like pick mold off cheese, like and eat it, not a problem. But I, I drew the line at, at meat. Yeah, I would also. I'd join you on that line. <laughs> so, um, what have I been eating? Oh, I made more pasta. That was exciting. Oh, I need to. We need to do that desperately. Um, yeah, it's right up your street. And I also made potato cakes, which 
just really exciting to like foray into a new a new thing. So we made them. They're like pancakes. It's like basically a pancake mix with like mashed potato in it, and then I had them with salmon <gasps> and like a cucumber. Oh, nice thing! It was very Scandinavian. Oh, I mean, that's what I think of when I think of you. Um, but it was good because the potatoes were kind of on their way out. The cucumber was kind of on, on the way out. And the salmon was like left over from dinner. So I just felt oh, really, great. literally felt like Bear grills. I know that's how I feel when we use things up. And I'm like, oh, maybe we could do a dinner with those, that bit of broccoli. And I feel really <laughs> resourceful. And I'm like, no, that's just called being like a normal person that's um, resourceful and not wasteful. Yeah. We, last night, we, like, I kept opening the fridge and I was like, nothing in there, nothing in there. And then before you know it, we've got some chicken corn pieces out, some frozen mixed veg, some peas, whipped up a curry. That is resourceful. I thought you were going to say we had some chicken and veg. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah had a curry and we've got these have i told you about the poppadoms no so obviously like in the supermarket that like the poppadoms you get come in all that plastic don't they and i was like last year i was like if you're not having poppadoms at a restaurant you're not having poppadoms because you can't like that is a ridiculous amount of plastic oh, anyway yeah so then I don't know how we found them, but the pop like you but get poppadoms in this like thin cardboard box, and it's like a raw a raw poppadom, and you just brush it with olive oil and put it in the microwave for like twenty seconds, and it's like a fresh poppadom. Who 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 what? I'll I'll send you a picture. They're so good, and like then you realise the ones in like all the plastic how stale they are because like literally it's like a poppadom cooked to order. That's amazing. Yes. Can you get them in supermarkets? Yeah, like like. I'm sure, like, people who are listening are like, yeah, like, they've been around since the dawn of time. Like, they're amazing. Uh, so you get a pack oh, yeah. of ten and they're, like, really thin and, like, see-through and then just brush them with oil. And then they last longer, I imagine, then yeah, as well, don't absolutely. they? absolutely. So we whipped that up and I'm going to have it for my lunch. Leftovers. Can't wait. Oh, I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed. I've also cooked Lorraine Pascal's Flapjack, which Ooh. I had a bit of a problem with because it was more like oat bar than Flapjack. However, um, June was like, can we bake something? Can we bake something? And I was like, on my like thinking on my feet, I was like, what can we make? And I was like, luckily we have all the ingredients for Flapjack. So I made that with her, but... It, yeah, it's quite like, what are those bars, those green ones? Do you know which ones I mean? Like the Oat Valley or something. Oh, Nature's Best. Yeah, yeah, those ones. They're kind Maybe. of like those. But what Jack and I discovered was if you microwave them for like five to ten seconds, they, they like go back to being chewy. Not, not Nature's Best. Nature's, Nature's Valley. Valley. Yeah. That... So we're actually really, really pleased with our batch of Flapjack. Oh, that's really, that's good to know. I think that's the right. I'm seeing the packaging. I'm seeing it. It's Nature great. Valley. Yeah, they're the ones. That's essentially what I've made, but much better ones. And thanks thanks for that. She keeps throwing it in camera. And I feel like I finally found my chocolate mousse recipe. I found the one. So I'm like quite obsessed with making chocolate mousse at home because I just feel like it's a really decadent thing to have at home. It is. I mean, I because of the raw. I've always uh, the egg I knew. Things. I knew you were going to be funny about mousse. Yeah, I love mousse, and I feel like if I get it in the supermarket or in a restaurant, just when I'm dealing with it. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just knew you were going to say that. Um, so I've tried a few different ones, but I found the one, and it's Mary Berry, her Ooh. chocolate mousse. It's fantastic. So if anybody's looking for a chocolate mousse recipe, I've tried a few of the good food ones. I've tried a couple of French ones. 
Mary Berry's is the best. I will link all these recipes in the show notes. My potato cakes, uh, my flapjacks and my chocolate mousse. Oh, I do love it. I think once you have one, though, once you've done it once, you're over that weird egg bridge. Yeah, like I'll I'll put, um, I like whiskey sours, so I like a, a egg white in a cocktail. Didn't they yeah. like say that's like salmonella is out, like not outlawed, <laughs> but like... I feel like there was a news article last year and please listeners um, don't take my word for this but I'm sure they said that like we don't have salmonella anymore in this country like we don't need to worry about it oh maybe yeah maybe it's just years of, of like worrying that I just need to start unpacking yeah I think yeah. they should come with a disclaimer that like you know do do eat raw eggs at your own peril peril yeah be careful yeah <laughs> do a live before you do a charlotte yeah <laughs> oh i feel like this this episode of the podcast is going to have so much office chair squeaking in because i've been laughing so much I know. if i don't <laughs> if i don't move it doesn't squeak but if i do my like my ass just like rocks in back <laughs> oh like the last thing that we're going to discuss today discuss discuss is we're going to pick up from our discussion last week. Hang on, and I that... wanted to talk about Just Roll. Oh! <laughs> Literally the bit I've been waiting for. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's move. I'm going to steer that back. Put the indicators on. Get we're the back. Gond- gondola back. Yeah, we're back. We're back on the food chat. Okay, one last thing. Just Roll. I just want to talk about Just Roll. I just, I'm just obsessed with it. And you had your first pan of chocolat this week. Yeah, I did. So my dad bought me over um, the, the Just Roll um, pan of chocolats. And I didn't know how to, I panicked a bit because there's six and it's, well, it makes six, but they're mini, mini ones. And on it, it says, eat immediately after you've opened it. But I'm in a house where it's just me and I didn't fancy six this morning, surprisingly. What? I know, <laughs> it was a rare day. Um, and then I was like, so can I store them? Oh my God, they're so delicious. But I, I just can't have six right now. Um, but they were great. They're so good. I like the cinnamon swirls. Actually, I haven't had those ones, but the cinnamon, cinnamon swirls are exceptional. I just think, like, obviously, you know, I'm sure there's going to be like a boulangerie in Paris that's that. How dare you? put puff pastry in a metal tube but needs must honestly i, I just the commute to get a fresh one yeah so. not not at the moment it's just it's just unreasonable um, and i always i think every single food shop get a puff pastry just roll because like again the other day i opened the fridge nothing in there the next thing you know i've got a caramelized onion and feta tart and then i put some green beans on the side that is good. I do. Do you know? I do love a frozen pastry from the freezer aisle, though. Yeah, they're absolutely exceptional. For June's birthday, I got pastries, and uh, Tesco didn't have any of the like the frozen pan of chocolate, so I had to get like regular ones. And I heated them up in the oven, and I was like, "No, these these are nothing compared to the frozen ones." I know. I, I love a frozen pastry. I love a frozen pastry. M and S do their bakery cookies as well, frozen. Yeah, and. When I was going through my phone to try and delete things, this is going back because I had about five years worth of photos on my phone. I found a screen grab of something you'd sent me, which was Millie's cookies available in Iceland. Oh my goodness. How have I forgotten about those? I know. I saw that and I thought I'd better remind you. Thank goodness we had this chat. Yeah. Millie's cookies in Iceland. Iceland have got some absolute belters in that freezer. I know. God, I wonder where my nearest Iceland is. 
I know. It's not far. Hey, there's that Iceland where we live. We've got like an Iceland, like a posh Iceland. What is it like? Oh my god! It's like a frozen food. Uh, I'll have to. I'll have to report like, back next. And week. Gino De Campo's got like a section for like, like I don't know, Italian stuff. Yeah, you oh, can what? get everything in Iceland. Those Millie's really cookies are close exceptional. To my house. What am I doing? Okay, <laughs> right there we go. Um, and I just want to give a shout out to the Just Roll sourdough pizza base. It's unbelievable. We've got to the point now where we can stretch it so thin it like goes the whole length of the oven tray, which is a lot of wow. pizza. Oh, I, I was really impressed. After our um, drama, I was like, we should have done that. Oh, your oh your Pete. Yeah, I have mentioned it. I just like talking about it. And um, right. <laughs> We, we will wrap that up. I just wanted to talk about Just Roll because you said that we could and then you forgot. I know, I know. <laughs> okay, so the last thing we're going to discuss today is our claim to fame section, which we started last week and we both kind of got so into it that we asked you, dear readers, to contribute because we were talking about basically grandparents that had had these really amazing encounters, claim to fames, and just never got any airtime really and I was talking about my aunt who she had helped with the yellow submarine animation um and I actually asked my mum and she said that she and auntie Susan also went to a Rolling Stones concert in Lewisham and pretended to pass out so she would be taken around the back um and then my nan went on the David David Frost show as her friend nominated her because she looked like Elizabeth Taylor. So that was the story that kind of spiralled. <laughs> that was the background. And I've also seen that Harling Ross, who works at Man Repeller, has also been taking submissions for hot grandparents. Um, so people have been sending in pictures of their grandparents back in the day looking, wow, my, my sleeve just <laughs> fell down. Talking um, of hot grandparents... Um, looking very suave um, but we have had some wonderful emails um, from readers telling us their their amazing amazing stories so should I go first with one well I'm going to tell you first that Rosie who edits this podcast she sent me the edited episode 57 and she said my granny was an interior designer for David Bowie's Barley Estate, Mandalay. Um, and she said, no biggie, but she does mention it every single time I see her. As you would. As you would. That It'd is incredible. Like, well, oh, I really like your top. Is is that uh, mint green? That looks like the green that I put into David Bowie's uh, Barley Estate, Mandalay. That's what I would do if I was That's her granny. That's incredible. That is so cool. Imagine the budget. That's really cool. I bet there's a lot of lamps. Oh, can you imagine? I feel like rich, like really rich people have got a lot of lamps and a lot of rugs. Yeah. Oh, massively. And yeah, probably some wall hangings. Yeah. Nice. Oh my God. Rosie, if there are any pictures, uh, I mean, I'm sure I could Google them actually. <laughs> I'd, I'd like some from the personal archive. I, I mean, I wouldn't say no. That is so cool. Um, so the first email we have is from Stella Witten, who says, my uncle, Chris Witten, played with Paul McCartney on one of his world tours as a drummer. Madison Square Garden and everything. Shame I wasn't alive. You might know the song The Whole of the Moon by the Waterboys. He's the drummer on that. He also played on the Dire Straits World Tour, which I think is very cool. <laughs> Makes my singing in the shower pale into insignificance. Ha ha. 
maybe I could have just done a chuckle there. Ha <laughs> But yes, thanks for the lovely podcast. Just what you need right now and helps the final uni final year essays go much quicker. That's amazing. Yeah, casual, like drummed with oh. maca. I'd be asking for stories about that all the time. Like, can you just tell me that other one about that time that you drummed with Paul McCartney? I know. What What was he having for lunch? <laughs> I would be I would be asking everything. There is also this one from Tamsin Morrill, who says, my uncle taught baby spice in primary school. I told some friends at school this fact, and they refused to believe me. I love that that's completely unbelievable. Um, <laughs> no. No way. I hope you're not so quick to disbelieve me. Someone had to teach her. I believe you. We, we believe, believe you. you. <laughs> we believe you. Um, we had one on Instagram um, from LGH1990. And it said, bit of a weird one, but my grandparents used to go on American cruises with Ernie Wise. They were really good friends with him. Um, as my grandma was a seamstress and her sister-in-law was in the theatre, darling. There was a fab picture of my grandpa back in the day with Ernie. Very cute. That's so cool. Like, I would love to go on a cruise with Ernie Wise back in the day. Like, just imagine the glamour oh, and the that's lols. Not, that's not a... Is it PGO? PG? PG? Oh, my God. The- um, do you know what? This isn't the first time I've had this conversation, not with you, but with somebody else. What about that that cruise line? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's P&O, who I think P&O, just do ferries. Yeah. Okay, maybe yeah, but it's not a cruise line. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's certainly not your average, though, is it? Yeah, I, I imagine there was a lot of like Terry Towling shirts and a lot of like short shorts and white loafers. Oh, heaven. Yeah, right. This is the last one, and I haven't let you read this one yet because I read this out to Jack, and he was he was super impressed. So this one's from um, Natalia Albin, and it says, "Hi, Liv and Charlotte. I was just catching up on Wednesday's episode while cleaning my kitchen. Literally the best time to listen. Absolutely loving the laughter it brings. I'm just like reading out compliments. Um, and heard your family stories, and decided to take on the pro- um, take on the prompt to send you a bit of mine. My great uncle, the sweetest 77 year old in the world, is one of only three Mexican people to have won a Nobel Prize he discovered I wish you could see Liv's face like it's very dramatic he discovered the holes in the ozone layer he was Obama's environmental consultant I mean it wait it gets better anyway we were having lunch one day and he goes oh yeah Leo has one of those vegan meat companies he was telling me about it to which my sister replied do you mean Leonardo DiCaprio and he just said yes as if it was normal to learn to know Leonardo DiCaprio and call him Leo Oh my god! Can you imagine? That's amazing. The whole, that is... What I love about that story is it just kept on giving. I know the Nobel Prize thing. I was like, if you you could have ended there, and I would have been like, wow, that's yeah. amazing. Then he was like, Obama. With, yeah, you could have been like, yeah, that's fine. Leo. I mean, I love that Leo is like you have like Nobel Prize, then you have Obama, and then Leo is like the you know the peak. That's yeah, amazing. I mean, obviously. That is wild. I feel like if that was me, I would then be like, so how close are you with Leo? Like, you know, I feel like I'd have, I'd then get wormy and I'd be like, oh, maybe I could get Leo involved in a project I'm working on. Oh no, you don't want to be that person. I would be that person because that is just so horrifically a bad habit I have. (laughs) What's that? Oh, actually I'm doing um, a project on vegan meats and um, things. 
Yeah, I mean, I actually run a podcast and our next topic is about vegan meats. And uh, yeah, Leo, if you're free. I'm, I'm still working on Elton John. I really want Elton John to come on because, you know, he liked my picture and, and he shared me on his stories. I really want Elton John to come on and do Tally Talk. I feel like maybe we should manifest that. Yeah. I know. Or Leonardo DiCaprio. I, I'm not or. a big manifester, but I feel like with that kind of thing you have to start somewhere i thought you were gonna say i'm not a big elton fan i was like oh can you imagine <laughs> can you imagine I, I wonder if we'll be able to see him this year yeah I, I, yeah i've tried to not think about that when is it november in november liverpool. in liverpool oh my god that's just thinking about it has made me like oh that's nice to think about <laughs> but like if this if if it gets cancelled like obviously i know like People are going through worse stuff right now, but I'm still fuming, fuming at the fact Adele cancelled that that one gig that I had tickets to. So if Elton cancels this, which, you know, fair enough, there's a worldwide pandemic, but... (laughs) But okay. I'm going to be fuming. I feel like it'll be rescheduled because it's like, is it farewell tour? Yeah, but maybe you're just like, oh, do you know what? Screw it. I'm done. That's not an Elton farewell, though, is it? Like, oh, never mind. Bye. I know, but maybe he spent all this time at home with his children, and he's like, oh, this is lovely. Like, I'm not going back out on tour. I, no, he wouldn't do that. He, he he will go off with a bang. Fingers crossed. Here's to Liverpool, November 2020. I know. We we need to get our jumpers made. <laughs> what jumpers? Oh, right, fine. I, I, I was thinking knitting. I was like, turning oh, up in yeah, a knitted no. jumper. I mean, like, jersey with fluorescent pink letters on the back saying Liverpool 2020, Elton John. That's... I, can't, I can't wait. I really hope it happens. Um, I right, I think we're going to wrap this podcast up because we've been rabbiting on for over an hour. Um, I know. It's quite unbelievable, really. I mean, I, I very much believe it because we could go and go and go. We have uh, probably 15 minutes of that was just giggling. But um, if you would like to get in touch, you can email us at thefringeofit at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at thefringeofit. You can find us on Instagram at fringeofit. <laughs> <laughs> no the. Um, and if you could re- review and rate us, that would also be lovely because then it helps other people find us. Should we say for next week we're going to talk about Funny quarantine stories. Yeah, have you got... Is that your notice? Yeah, so this will be my notice. Um, So next week's topic of discussion is going to be funny quarantine stories, which I think we've mentioned a couple of times. But if you have any tales you would like to share with us that you've got up to over quarantine that have tickled you, um, we would love to hear them so we can be tickled and share with other people to be tickled. Um, Tickle, tickle, tickle. Please... (laughs) Please stop saying tickle. So you can pop them in the inbox, whether that's email or Instagram, and we would be thrilled to have you on. Um, and we will, yeah, we'll do a final review on uh, Normal People, which I'm sure is the one that you are waiting with bated breath to hear. I know, it's like we are the real critics. <laughs> right, I'm going to have to go. I think I can hear a toddler climbing the stairs. I will see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.